country and it is be well beloved wednesday and i am your guest co-host sadan long with another wonderful episode but before we get started as always here is our host here's country hello everyone i hope it's a wonderful wednesday for you as well as it is for me wednesday means halfway through the week and if you've noticed it's getting dark early already and the leaves is falling off the tree so like we keep skipping seasons around <laughs> so what have you done with your warm days with my warm days i would have been active and productive notice i said whoa uh body parts started to happen but um just a lot of relaxing and my on my warm days i conquered some fears and got in the pool over the summer oh. um so that was like super huge because that's a big fear and I did it. And so we'll see how that goes. I don't progress know, has been made. And I'll do it, yeah. So check that off your list, you know. Cool. Exactly. Cool. Hopefully everybody else is checking stuff off their list too and making progress. And if you didn't make enough progress over the summer, hey, you're still alive and you still have opportunity today because today is filled with brand new benefits and brand new mercy. So what you didn't do yesterday, you can start doing today. Exactly. So what you talking about? What we talking about? What's up? Oh, I figured you had a topic for us to talk about. We could just be random as ever. Oh, we just gonna be random today. Well, let's see what I've been working on. Oh, I know something we could talk about. Um, So let's have a conversation the other day. And, you know, we were talking about people being in love. I guess we don't talk relationships today. Um, So people talk about being in love and being with people and and I was like, but when you start talking about that stuff, you need to add this phrase to whatever they say. Like a person says they love you, add enough to do what? To the end of it. Um, person says they want to be with you. You say, and enough to do what? Because you know, I think a lot of times, you know, people use the term organic, you know, meaning that, you know, we just supposed to be like in the movies. You know, man meets woman, woman meets man, they fall in love. <laughs> And that there's no work involved and there's no sacrifice and there's no commitment involved. So when you actually do get into a relationship and you believe that it was just supposed to organically, magically work, and then it doesn't, you know, it messes with you psychologically because you feel like God has forsaken you or you feel like that person betrayed you or you feel like, you know, maybe something wrong with you. I think for me, the divine organic and I guess organically would be it happens naturally Hmm. Um, but I think I'm trying to wrap my head around that as well because I've heard it used and then why would people think something was wrong with them because it don't happen organically Um, is one of the questions that I would pose and two, I really feel like this is a funny conversation. It's funny that that came up. But I feel like, you know, if God placed 
somebody in your path and on your heart to people should start looking at the bigger picture of the why Mm -hmm. right because god don't do it all the time when you get somebody that's unique right god don't send them people all the time so you're supposed to try to figure out the why with that person you know whether it's a long-term friendship whether it's a long-term commitment whether it's just to get the lesson that you need to get and move on but unique people to me are supposed to be in your life forever because it's something about that person that is going to strengthen you that's going to carry you you know mm-hmm. that's going to be that person with you and a lot of people dismiss discredit that Absolutely. with the phrase organic well I look well, at you not unique enough you know what I'm saying you ain't that unique I don't know I'm still searching or I'm not ready yet like you said there's something wrong with me and I think for me, I need to understand that part of life a little bit more. Well, two pieces of that. One, God gave Adam the earth, but Adam still had to work it. <laughs> you know, so if God gave him this beautiful, beautiful, wonderful thing, but he still had to go out there and name the animals, he still had to go out there and take care of it. Why do you think God's going to give you something beautiful and wonderful in the form of a person? And you don't have to maintain it. You don't have to to nurture it. You don't have to work with it and grow it um, and go through the seasons with it. You know, because like you just said, the seasons are changing. And with anything, there's going to be change. So that's the first part of that. I mean, people talk about organically. Like, yeah, weeds grow organically just like the grass does. (laughs) So you got to plug weeds to keep your grass nice. You know, so if God gives you this unique, wonderful, beautiful person who may be in your life for a season, because sometimes it's really just for a season, you have to then say, okay, during this opportunity that I have, what can I glean from this situation? You know, and that's where the enough to do what comes into play, you know? Like, do I really love this person enough to make some changes in my life? You know, do I love this person enough to watch my mouth, be more careful with my words, listen more than I talk? You know, because again, you're two people trying to become one person, even if it's just for a little while. You know, the Bible says, how can we walk together lest we be agreed? So do I love you enough to come in agreement? You know, or do I think it's just supposed yeah, to be? Yeah, I can hear somebody say, no. <laughs> and a lot of us they just need to be honest about that. Like, no, nah, I don't really love you enough to go with you through the hard times. You know, I'm really checking for somebody who's already made it through their hard times. You know, I'm really checking for somebody who has already figured out who they are and knows how to control their mouth and knows how to conduct themselves in public and knows how to spend their money, you know, on things that are going to make more money and not just on stuff to impress other people. And what happens a lot of times is you're right. You're not ready to be with some of these people, you know, because if you're really trying to be with somebody who's getting it and you don't love them enough to try to adjust your mindset or adjust your work ethic or adjust your habits to be with them, how y'all going to be agreed? You know, it's not just going to happen. 
you know, these are people who have their own experiences. You got your own experiences. But do you love the other, other person enough to put that aside? You know, or are you constantly trying to get that person to do what you want them to do? And then if they don't do what you want them to do, now you're upset. Now you are in a position where you feel betrayed, you know, or you feel like, you know, he did it for this other person. Why wouldn't he do it for me? So something must be wrong with me. But then what you find out, if you really get into these situations, that that person and them relate different than you and that person related. You know, that person was willing to, to talk to him nice. That person was willing to listen to him. That person was willing to be there for him. That person was willing to be a safe space, you know, and allowed him to talk about the things that they weren't comfortable with, the things that they weren't clear about, their dreams, their hopes, their fears, and not then weaponize them against them. You know, so if you have a person that's a safe space for you and you've been able to, to find comfort and peace with them, why would you then trade that in for chaos? Because some people like to dwell in chaos. <laughs> you know, so, and that this is an interesting topic today. Some people like havoc, you know, and that's it makes them happy. It makes them sick. And, you know, a safe space is, is just that. Like, it's a safe space in this moment but I'd rather feed on this stuff. But then we wonder why, you know, our head hurt and our body hurt. You know, just because of the energy that we like to attract. So if we were attracting more of the positive energy, then things would be a little bit better. I don't, I don't know how to put that, but that's just funny. But if you want chaos, it's cool to have chaos. But do understand that I look at some of my family members, and they whole life, like they relationships, and been arguing and fighting and calling the police, and you know they can separate, break up, have kids, go meet a, a really nice guy or a female. And they choose to leave them alone to go back to the chaos. And and that's crazy to be wired like that. But we just on the outside looking in and what may look chaotic to us ain't to them. So. Well, but here's the thing with that, though. You got the right to that chaos. If that's how you like to live, you know, it's like going over, like you say, that, that person's house that like to party and like to drink and like music. That's their house. <laughs> in their house, you can't try to tell them to turn the music down. You can't tell them, you know, they need to put the weed out. That's their house. So in their house, they make the rules. If you don't like it, leave. Yeah. But what happens in a lot of relationships is you now want to upgrade them. Now you want to fix them. Now you want to be, you know, more to them than you need to be for whatever reason, you know, maybe it's because you like the fact that they're attractive, they got a cute face and a small waist, or maybe you like the fact that, you know, he looked good on your arm or he paid bills or whatever, you know, but you're not there because of the relationship, you're there because of the benefits of being with that person. So now you have to decide, do I want to pay my own bills or do I want to stay in this toxic ass relationship? But what you can't do is complain about the toxic relationship like you don't know it's toxic. 
he out there, you know, he be in the streets and he be doing whatever, and, you know, but you still here. Why are you still here, though? Oh, you still here because you ain't got to work as hard because even though he be out in them streets, he makes sure them lights stay on. Yeah. Yeah, man, you know, she lazy as hell. She don't never want to cook for your boy. Yeah, but why are you still there? Oh, you still there because, you know, she be jumping up and down on that thing. And, you know, she got to, she a goat throat. You got the throat, goat throat to have that work, <laughs> you know. So you have to be honest. You said a goat throat? Yeah, she, she got the goat throat. Greatest of all time. Good head. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, if you're there for the sexual experiences, then you're not there to build an emo- emotionally ethical relationship. You're there because of the sex, you know, or you're there because of the money, or you're there because of the security. You know, we see a lot of our, um, you know, grandparents who are in relationships because at that time they didn't have the authority and autonomy to get credit in their own names. You know, they didn't have the opportunity to go get a job that could pay them, you know, a wage that would allow them to be head of their household. You know, like you could be cashiers, secretaries, school teachers, but you couldn't be principal. You couldn't be branch director. You know, you couldn't be, you know, regional or area or any of those things. So, yeah, you needed a man. So a lot of our grandparents, especially, and maybe some of our parents, depending on your age, were in relationships that maybe lack love because they wanted the security of being able to have a home and a roof and food. But you have to say, even though I'm in this situation I want to be in, I want to be in a situation enough to put up with whatever come with it. You know, I'm committed enough to make sure that man got food on the table. I'm committed enough to make sure that man clothes clean. I'm committed enough to make sure that all his needs are met and all the bills are paid, even though he cussing me out, even though he beating on me, even though he doing whatever, because I don't want to be in the streets. You know, so even if it's bad, it still requires a level of confidence and commitment in, in your abilities to make that thing work. You know, now you and I might be like, oh, ain't no way I would have been with my granddaddy or I would have been with Mr. Tommy, you know, but for the person that was with Mr. Tommy, it might not make sense to us. But to them, it's like, yeah, I know he cheating. Yeah, I know he got kids on the other side of town. But me, (laughs) but me ain't trying to live on streets. (laughs) Me ain't trying to go back to my mama house. Me ain't trying to be in the back room at my granny them house. So I'm going to go and put up with this. And we can't judge them because we don't know their situation. We don't know their capabilities. We don't know their experiences. And a lot of times, even now, you know, we'll see women talking about ain't no way I would have put up with that. Yeah, because you speaking from your personal experiences in 2023. But let's go back to 1964 and see how you move in 1964. You know, let's go back to somebody who grew up in Alabama, or Mississippi, or Georgia with nothing. And then got a chance to move to the north and marry a man who worked at Ford or who worked at um, you know, steel mill and got a house with a working bathroom and got a chance to go get appliances and all these different things that they only dreamed of. 
you know, you talk about people in our grandparents' age that was carrying water and going to the outhouse. And now you go from an outhouse to your own house. So yeah, it might seem chaotic and dysfunctional and all of that, you know, because hell, you don't really love that person on an emotional level, but you in a, a rock and a hard place. You know, I want to leave, but I, hey, what's my options if I leave? I ain't really got a lot of education. I didn't go to college. You know, I got these kids. I'm going to leave. So you're basically them. saying people loving the convenience of it all. Absolutely. Mm. You know, and even now, you know, in this financial recession, you know, you know, jobs are paying less and, you know, people are laying off and AI is taking over and, you know, we're trying to create driverless cars and all this type of stuff. I got a, um, one of my IT girls, we are going to talk about AI. Um, she the IT over our company mm-hmm. that I work for. Um, and I really need to pull some other people in to talk, to have the discussion with us because she don't want to be on by herself. She want to have, you oh. know, somebody that's knowledgeable about it that would kind of talk with her, go back and forth and get some good dialogue from her. So that podcast is coming soon. Be on the lookout for that. And there's somebody who, who you know, chat, chatting and AI and all that stuff is a part of my business, you know, because now you got people writing copy using, you know, the AI in the chat, GBT, chat GBTs and, you know, the different ones, because there's like three or four of them. Chat's not the only one. Um, you know, for a lot of copywriters, that's messing with our money, you know, because people think that this computer can give you better copy than a writer. So now where you would have had to pay me to framework your website and come up with taglines, now you think you could go and get AI to do it <laughs> and cut me out. Now is that real? Well, really- sound like you want to be on that with them. I don't want to turn this podcast into that, but hmm. sound like you, you know, you would be a good person to bring with it from a business perspective because um, she, we was uh, having a conversation about like data redlining and stuff like that. So yeah. um, I do a private conversation with you so we can Absolutely. talk about it. Yeah. But but if you're someone who has been um, making money as a, a writer on the side, ghostwriting for people who want to put out books, or you've been somebody who's been editing for people, you know, and these softwares are taking your job. So now if you got a husband who's making 10, 15 grand a month, are you so quick to leave? Well, what I don't understand is why all these people are allowing their self-checkout to win. I'll be at work going on. And the customers need to be complaining too. Uh-huh. You know, it's impersonal. And so I don't ever go through a self-checkout line. I don't care how fast it is. I'm going to a person and I'll stand there because they shoving them people out the door. That's like in uh, is it Oklahoma or somewhere where the McDonald's is all robots? Right. Exactly. You know, you just hit the buttons. You know what I'm saying? And then the food come. Yeah. But again, like, so now where do 17-year-old boys work? Where do 16-year-old girls work if they can't work at Walmart, if they can't work at McDonald's? So now what do they do with their time if they can't work? How do they help their families if they can't work? How do they save to go to college if they can't work? 
So now when somebody who is making a living, who's figured out how to do life comes along, what do you do? Now do you put yourself in a position where you have to put up with stuff because of the convenience of it? You know, because one one person's convenience is another person's survival. (laughs) And even with that chaos, you know, a lot of people who want... um, to move to the next level, so to speak. You know, I just had a conversation with, you know, one of my friends um, about 20 minutes ago. And we were talking about how you want to move into environments that you don't have any knowledge about. You know, so yeah, you do find this person, they're wonderful, they're beautiful, but you don't love them enough to prepare yourself to be in those environments. You know, like job interviews. You got a great opportunity, but you did no research about the company whatsoever. You know, job interview could change your life if you close, but you don't know nothing about the company. You don't know nothing about the people that are interviewing you. You don't know if the company trending up, the company trending down. So now when you go in on that interview, how likely are you to close the interview? If I get an interview Man, I'm all on social media trying to figure out who the hell interviewing me. If you give me their name, I'm looking them up. You know, are they in a Greek organization? Do they have kids? Do they have family? You know, if I'm interviewing with a company, you know, and the last time I had an interview has been a while, but the last time I interviewed, man, I literally was looking them up on the stock market. I was reading every article I could about them because I was broke and I needed a gig. You know, like, how am I going to make my dreams come true if I don't understand the the person sitting across from me or the opportunity? But what if you don't understand that person in that season that you guys are in and then it just pans out, you know, because older people say all the time, you be in love and then he don't be in love or he be in love at the same time. So, like, if you talk to people that's been married 50, 60 years, like, that's the story that they tell. Mm, but, you know, he was attractive, she was attractive. They and then, but we still together, you know. But, again, that, that goes back to where we started at. Love me enough to do what? Love me enough to learn and understand? You know, love me enough to be patient? Love me enough to listen? Because if you listen long enough, people tell you who they are. Yeah, I'm laughing on the inside at you because you telling me who you are right now. You is funny. Because <laughs> you listen to some of your previous podcasts and all, you just be all in, you know. And you want what you want, and that's fine. I'm not knocking that at all. But, you know, and and I always pushed on you about, well, what if that person don't have all these boxes checked? Will you still talk to them? You know, and then y'all grow together because people ain't going to check every box. But if God connected you with somebody, then sometimes you got to close your eyes to everything that you thought you wanted because you know that it was heaven sent. But here's the thing with that, though. Well, two pieces of that. You know, number (laughs) one, in any situation, are you both committed enough to make it work? Um, I know that you're a big proponent of trying to compel people to a better space, you know, which is part of the reason you do the podcast. 
Um, but at the same time, as someone who has been training, coaching, developing for, let's see, I'll be 52, so 30 years, I know change is hard. I know that a lot of change is temporary, and I know that a lot of people will change as long as they get what they want, but then once they get what they want, that change goes right out the window. Yeah. So even though I under, understand what you're saying, my experiences have taught me that most people cannot sustain something that they don't want to do once they get the thing that they did it to get. So if the woman and or man is taking you on dates to get you, once they get you, typically that goes away. And then that's why we have the phrase, you got to do the same thing to keep them that you did to get them. You know, so that part. And then the other part is at some point, you know, we just have to look at our experiences and say our experiences are different. You know, and for me at this point, I want to be around people who are inspiring. You know, I want to be around people who are self-motivated. I want to be around people who enhance and grow in the direction that I want to, to grow into. So when you meet someone whose experiences are different than yours and they're saying, well, this is how I want my life to go. And you're like, no, I don't want my life to go like that. <laughs> you're at an impasse. So now somebody has to say, okay, I'm willing to work with you. I'm willing to trust you. you know, I'm willing to commit to something that I may not understand about. And if that person's not willing to do it, I don't feel like you obligated to be with them. You know, like you are trying to grow your ministry. You're trying to grow your brand. You're trying to grow your podcast. You're trying to be a good mom. You're trying to be gainfully employed. So now if you meet somebody who is actively going in the opposite direction, no matter how much you love them, you can't build a brand. Then that ain't who, who the heaven sent. Exactly. So that's, <laughs> and that's my point that at okay. this point, but that's my point. At this point, my standards are a little bit different than the average person. And I'm not saying the average person is good or bad or I'm better or worse. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying my standards are different, you know, because when you look at my experiences, you know, I've actually sat on calls and seen what my talents are capable of doing. So now it's like okay well if i could do that what else could i do whereas another person may have not had that experience so what they think they're capable of doing is completely different you know so with that being said it's just the experiences and what you're exposed to you know for me you know i always have this phrase you know either run with me or get run off on and i said that to somebody one time and they thought that was the most cruel thing ever and i was like but that's how life works. You know, there were people that in my twenties, we were all, you know, out here promoting and grinding and, and growing. And they kept promoting and grinding and growing and pursuing their passions. And in their forties, they were on television. In their forties, they had been in a hundred movies. In their forties, they were one of the richest black men in the country. In their forties, you know, they were running multi-billion dollar business, multi-million dollar businesses. So now, when you look back, you say, okay, well, how did they end up there? And how did I end up here? And you're like, oh, I decided I needed a job. 
in that I wanted the security of employment. So for me, that is a different experience than somebody who's never had that frame of reference. You know, because they're not looking at the things that they were a part of and the things that they were around saying, maybe I made a bad decision or maybe I made the wrong decision. Well, why was I in those situations in the first place? What was God trying to tell me? What was God trying to teach me? So they don't have the experiences that I have. So for me, what I want might seem weird to someone who doesn't have those experiences. But for me, they make sense. You know, so if I meet somebody whose experiences are different and we can't find a way to come to an agreement, we can't find a way to work together, we can't find a way to grow together, then I don't know if God sent them to me, even if they like me, even if I like them, because I don't know how our lives will work. You know, I know that I like like one of the new things I've been doing is I've been tracking all my conversations, how long I was on the phone, what the conversation was about. Um, and you start to see patterns in certain conversations with certain people. And you like, okay, now how did this conversation make me better? Okay. Is this time that I need to be devoting to this person? Is this time I need to be devoting to something else? You know, do I really need to have a 30 minute conversation about the boat brawl? <laughs> you know, Every time I talk to this person, all they talk about is negative stuff. Do I really need to put that type of energy in hearing all of this negative stuff from this particular person? You know, so now that I'm tracking my conversations, which is not an average common everyday thing, <laughs> I'm starting to see patterns. And at some point I'm going to assess it and make an adjustment. So with that being said, I want the success enough to track my conversations to track my day to track the things that i'm doing so now how do i then get with somebody who doesn't track their day who doesn't really care about their conversations they really enjoy the foolishness and the, the wild stuff you know on tiktok so now how do those two people grow together how do you build a life with that person? How do you find common ground with that person? How do you then have interesting, stimulating conversation? You know, and I know, and I'll be very honest, I know my delivery sometimes, people at home, I'll be very honest, people talk to me more about my delivery um, than anything else. You know, not necessarily what I believe. And I know with that being the case, that maybe some things I say sound harsh. But when you look at women, women are like, you know, we grew apart or he stopped growing. You know, but men oftentimes feel the same way. Like, hey, our interests changed. You know, but maybe our delivery is not as good. You know, it was important in the beginning of our relationship that she kept herself fine. But then over time, she let herself go. You know, now to that person, that might sound harsh, but there are thousands of women like, I don't want to be with no man that got a heart, old heart attack body. I don't want to be a hospice wife. You know, so if you're going to be in any type of relationship, you have to love that person enough to participate in making it a good relationship. You know, country just said, hey, man, if you ain't walking the way I'm walking, then we ain't agreed. And I don't think God sent you. 
That's what you say. Mm-hmm. You know, so based on my standards, if we ain't walking in the same direction, I feel the same way. You know, you look at it and say, you know, what you feel based on your experiences. And sometimes when your experiences are different, you're not going to be able to be equally yoked. You know, a lot of times we might not be equally yoked, but are we willing to be equally yoked? Are you willing to put in the work to be equally yoked? You know, you meet this woman and she got a plan and she got discipline and she organized. Okay, are you willing to tighten up? You know, you meet this man who's already figured out life. Are you willing to to listen so he can help you figure out your life? Are you willing to figure out what points and places in his life you could fit in and be of value? You know, because we don't have to be the same. You know, just because he makes a lot of money don't mean he wants somebody who make a lot of money. You know, you got to figure out like, okay, where do I fit in? Oh, you know, I'm the person who's at home organizing all of this stuff. Make sure it runs smooth. But if you're going to be that person, then you got to be diligent and ethical. And I think that's where a lot of us go wrong when we look at our, our grandparents. Now, yeah, grandma might not have loved him romantically, you know, but she had a level of honor and respect and commitment to the point where she was willing to make sure that house ran smooth. You know, she had a love of honor and respect for the, the union of marriage that she was able to be committed to it to death do them part. But if you don't have that that enough to do part, you know, even if it means play the back, you know, even if it means give them their space then how does it work? You know, like, do you love that man enough to when he come home and it's been a bad day for you just to go and let him sit down in front of the TV and drink his Budweiser and watch them Cubs? Or do you feel the need to have to get off every thing that you've been wanting to talk about, mad about for the last eight hours? Even though you know he just got home from work and he need a minute. If you're the man, are you willing to sit and listen? You know, as she talks about how, you know, they made her feel at work today. You know, are you willing to sit and listen, you know, and talk to her and listen without judging when she tells you how her friend betrayed her or how her mama was talking to her crazy? Because that's what's going to make the relationship fruitful. You know? And for me, like we had that conversation, I was like, I'm really concerned about what the other person's mindset looks like. Because I'm like, okay, are you accepting responsibility for the things that are happening in your life? Are you blaming everybody else? You know, and the guys were like, you know, well, what about what she wants? I'm like, I'm not concerned about what she wants. I'm concerned about whether or not this is a place I want to put my time and energy. Because if it's not a place I want to put my time and energy, then what she wants doesn't matter. Because I'm not going to be committed to it. And I know that if I commit to something, I am 100% committed. You know, I don't let people down. You know, I committed to doing the pod. You know, okay, we working today. Let's go. I gave you my word. I'm gonna do it. And if you're that type of individual, like I, I respect myself enough to keep my word. You know, I don't 
enter into relationships quickly because I know if I enter into it, I'm going to be 100% invested. You know, so yeah, I take my time. You know, but if you know those things about yourself, don't just be all willy-nilly every time somebody like you. Ooh, they like me. Okay, cool. Like me enough to do what? Like me enough to wait? You know, like me enough to 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 meet me when I say I got time? You know, like me enough to spend some of your money on the dates? <laughs> Like we have to start making it a little bit harder for people to be with us. Because if it's too easy, then they don't appreciate you. Now, if it's too easy, you don't know how much they really want you. Now I'm not talking about playing no games. I'm just simply saying setting some standards and some boundaries. You know, like country got stuff to do. So if you're really checking for her, do you have enough interest in her to wait for the one day and the 10 days that she got free for her to talk to you? Or you can move around. You know? Look, my kids made me get on a dating site over the past week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First of all, I was probably, I got on and then I got right back I wasn't on that thing at least 24 hours because I don't agree with you having to pay for somebody to talk to you right and and second of all the it was just over it was too much like you get 200 and some people trying to talk to you off of your look right and and one of them I put a cross in the middle of some hands I didn't even put a whole picture and that thing was flooded and I was just like Mm-mm, no thank you <laughs> I was like I can't do it she's like something I just ain't right it just yeah it just, the Bible say the man found it the wife and until the end I'll just be content because I can't do it but with, with that being said too also you gotta put yourself out there and make yourself available I don't even think I yeah gotta make myself available yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, though. I ain't spread no eggs at Yeah, but here's, here's the thing, and this this is the part that people gotta understand. And you know, if you at the house listening to this, you know, this might be one of my bad delivery moments. But you know, as long as you are fit, fun to be around, and financially independent, you will always have opportunities. That is it. At the bottom line, as long as you are fit, fun to be around. And have and financially independent, you'll have opportunities. You know, the problem that a lot of people are having is you know fun to be around. So if nobody wants to be around you in the dating stages, why would they want to spend the rest of their life with you? Mm-hmm. You know, the problem people are having is they're not financially independent. So if somebody is financially independent or not quite financially independent they can't then date somebody who's broke you know when people say they can't date nobody broke it's because they really can't date nobody broke they ain't got enough money for them and their responsibilities and their goals and their aspirations and now you're asking them to take on somebody else's responsibilities they they're saying they can't do it like we said people tell you who they are (laughs) 
know, so when that person says, nope, I, I can't afford to spend no money on no dates. Now you hearing that you're not good enough, but what that person is really saying, you know, maybe poorly or, you know, or, you know, kind of in a um, safe face way um, by making a joke out of it or making it, you know, pod available is, man, I got enough problems of my own. I don't need nobody else's. You know, what's the old blues song I can do bad by myself? I don't need no help from nobody else. So if you're not financially independent, it's going to be hard to date somebody and pay for dates and pay for trips and put money in for things that you both want to do because you really ain't got it. You know, I mean, if you're looking at going to see Usher, you know, them tickets start at $300. Okay. If you ain't got 300 and you got a boyfriend that does, you're going to get to see Usher. So now, with that being said, you like, man, I can't go to Vegas. I can't go to Miami. I can't go to L.A. because I don't have money like that to do all them things. So if I give my body and my mind and my time and energy to somebody, it need to be somebody who can take me to Vegas to see Usher. It need to be somebody who could take me to Miami. It need to be somebody who could take me to Cigar Week in Houston. It might not be said correctly, but that's really what they're saying. You know, same thing, you know, with fitness. You know, you could say all day, man, you know, take me as I am. But if you're saying take me as I am to someone who has options, how likely are they to take you as you are? You know? Like, why would country date, you know, some fat roly-poly dude who don't think enough of himself to maintain good physical health and appearance when she can go on whatever date nap she went on and in one afternoon had 200 dudes interested in dating her? Why would she do that? You know, because in the back of her mind, if I wanted to do something, I know I could. Nah, in the back of my mind, I'm just like scared, warning, uh, thirsty, hungry, sweet watery guts chasing. I'm like, oh, that's, <laughs> like, nah, that's nobody said that these was all good options. <laughs> I'm nobody, like, nobody, nobody said these was good options. But like, here's here's one. So you know, you know, I spend a lot of time with guys. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry, that was but I spend a lot of time with guys who are significantly older than me. You know, 10 to 15 to 20 years. So I'm 51, about to be 52. So guys that are 60 plus and 70 plus. So one of the guys went on vacation and his homeboy came. So they both brought their lady friends. So, you know, he's like, man, I didn't know who my guy was going to bring. So they both in their 60s. So the guy brings a girl that's 21 and sexually fluid. You know what I mean? What's sexually fluid? Thank you. That Meaning that, you know, she could go whatever particular way you want to go on any particular guy. No, if you wanted if so you, fluent like a language fluent that's no, what fluid, you fluid like water 
meaning she goes both ways. I better grow up. You know, so you're talking about a 60 year old man, a 60 plus year old man with a beautiful 21 year old girl who is flirting with girls with the intention of taking them back to the Airbnb for a night of whatever (laughs) with the two of them. So, yeah, there are men who, if they have options, they're going to choose the options that are best for them. No, there are women. If they have options, they're going to choose the best option for them. And sometimes we have to look at ourselves and say, hey, I got to step my game up. You know, because if you're not the best option, a lot of people in this superficial society that we live in currently are going to choose somebody else. You know, we talk about the girl sitting in the corner that might like you. You But if the girl sitting in the corner is not attractive because, you know, of whatever reason, you know, maybe she's got some, some traumas that she's still holding on to or maybe she's just afraid of failure or I don't know but whatever it is it's manifesting itself in an unhealthy way and she looking at the guy with the stripper body she might like him but what are the chances of him liking her you know and if he do like her why is he gonna like her is he gonna like her because she's spending all her money on him or because she's kind and friendly and she you know a good you know person to talk to or is he gonna see her as a real um opportunity to be a love mate and a partner you know so sometimes man you gotta love yourself enough to do the work to make sure that you're fit to make sure that your mental um strength is where it needs to be so that you can then be in the relationships with people you want to be in relationships with you know, because again, you might love this person a lot, but if you continually are negative and you continually, you know, having all of these these pity parties, how likely is that person to still want to be hanging in there with you if they don't have to? Now you might get the person that can't do no better. You know, you in chaos, they in chaos, we both comfortable in chaos. I like to drink, you like to drink, so we just gonna be two drunks. You know, but if you want something better. Chances are you're going to have to do better. You know? So that's not a, 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 a knock. It's just the truth. You know, I mean, in all fairness, you know, country went swimming. You know, I think I saw a picture of you with a two-piece mm-hmm. hole. Oh, my God. And I, you know what? When I posted it, I was like, girl, take that down. I am so challenged. Look, I'm just going to call myself challenged. I am so challenged in certain areas where it's just like I started to take it down you know I see people with their swimsuits and stuff on all the time but for me mentally it was a thing of like I'm standing here in my bra and my panties and niggas get to see what I look like and I feel like you know only certain people should get to have that much exposure to what your person looks like so I went through that and the old lady was just like no you're you post your picture you're you're not in a thong you're not in a but I really felt like I had on undergarments. And so um, I guess I need to, to mentally <laughs> to do better. Do, maybe, do I should get some, maybe I should get some therapy or something because I, I don't know. That's just me though. You know, I can't speak for everybody else. I, and one thing about me is I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'll give you nothing but the real. So 
but again, you know, at the same time, you've been taking good enough care of yourself for, you know, a significant amount of time. You haven't been throwing a bunch of pity parties over um, the, the physical limitations that you've experienced at different points in your life. And you should be proud of the work you've done. You know, yeah. I mean, you have nothing to be ashamed of. You know, you, you've done well for yourself and you have the right to expose it if you so see fit or keep it closed. That's up to you. <laughs> no, but you have to do the work and i think you know the whole gist of this podcast is that you want to be with somebody who's willing and if you want to be with other people who are willing you got to be willing you know there are no free rides you know adam had to till the land you know the word says faith without works is dead you know the man had to go dip himself seven times elijah had to follow elijah until he went up (laughs) You know, there are things that you're going to have to show. You know, the Bible says, you know, those who love me will keep my commandments. So there has to be an exchange in order to build a solid foundation that you can then grow into a healthy relationship, that you can then grow into a business, that you can then grow into the thing that God wants to give you. But if God continues to put people in front of you and you keep fumbling the ball and you keep wasting the opportunities because you don't want to change, then how many more opportunities do you think God gonna get? You know, how many more good people is he gonna put in front of you? And how much time are you wasting because you stubborn and not willing to get outside of your comfort zone? I mean, I applaud country. Yeah, you got on the dating site, you got right back off, but at least you tried it. <laughs> real quick now. Got right back. Turn around for you real quick. No, but you tried. You know, it's like, yeah, it might not be ready for that, or yeah, this might not be the way I want to do it. Mm-mm, not yeah. the way I need to do nothing. All right. But you are open to it. And there are a lot of people who are just like, nah, I ain't gonna do that. Nah, that ain't me. And now you want to drag people out the sky who are trying to fly to be with you on the ground. Don't work like that. You know, God says that two people can't walk together unless they be agreed. So if you are not willing to align with someone else, if you are not willing to do the things necessary to build a mutually beneficial, healthy relationship, it's not going to work. You know, and when you see the other person's not willing, country says, you know, that you should try to talk to them, you know, and I agree with that to a certain degree. You know, you should try. But if you see that, you know, you falling on deaf ears and stony ground, stop planting seeds there. You know, and be patient, you know, Listen long enough to to hear what they really saying. You know, be patient. Get to a point with them where you can see if they really with you for the right reasons. Because a lot of times we jump into relationships so quick, we ain't really gave the person a chance to show you their true self. You know, we just talked about the seasons changing. You know, you met summertime, Ricky. You know, summertime, Ricky. Might be different than fall, Ricky. Might be different than holiday, Ricky. You know, you realize that summertime, Ricky, is is all Ricky really is. He always in the streets. You thought that was just the summertime. 
you know, you met the party girl. You're like, well, it's summertime. You know, we be out in the summertime. We doing all the rooftop stuff, you know, but then you find out in the wintertime, you know, she's still in the streets. And that might not be the type of woman you want to be with. You know, that might not be the type of person you work well with. You know, that might not be the type of person that you can grow with. You know, but if you jump into a situation super, 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 super fast, now you don't want to be in a relationship. You don't know how to get out of a relationship. That person don't want, you know, to do no different, do no better. And you stuck. So now you got to have the guilt of, I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. I don't want to break nobody's heart. But if you love yourself, you got to love yourself enough to make the tough choice. You know, um, heard a phrase recently, you know, that was hire slowly, fire fast. You know, it's like, it made sense to me. It's like, okay, if you hire slowly, you have a much better chance of hiring the right person. You know, we're going to give these people multiple interviews. And I know you just went through something similar to this, so I think you probably got some light to shed on it. You know, we went through the interviews. We had the people in the room. We had everybody looking at them, trying to figure out if that was the right person so that we made sure we made the right hire. You know, and I'm not saying put your mama and your girlfriends or your friend, your boyfriends all in the business. I'm just simply saying take your time before committing to something you can't get out of. I'm going to pause us right there. And we're going to turn that into a part two um, to this. And I'm writing down a post-it note. And I'm going to call it the interview. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, I am putting it right there. I need to um, wrap us up. Absolutely. Do, do you have some takeaways? So the first part of this, I guess, could be what? Commitment? Yeah. How committed are you to doing the things to build a happy, healthy relationship? How committed are you? And then part two will be the interview. So y'all heard it here, folks. Sadan, give us some takeaways. Here are takeaways. Don't ask anybody for something that you're not willing to give back in return. Number two, count up the cost of what you're asking them to give you and what you're giving away. Because sometimes what you're giving away is worth way more than what you get. And number three, be patient. You know, if you want God to give you something good, you can't fumble it. And you have to wait for it to come. So be committed enough to wait. Be committed enough to do something. And until next time, country. Mm-hmm. All right, so I like what Sadan said. Like me enough to do what? Right? You say you love me. Love me enough to do what? Set some standards and some boundaries. Beware of summertime, Ricky. Right? <laughs> summertime. Ricky. Um, that was funny as heck to me on the inside. I should have probably laughed out loud, but that's a true statement. You see somebody, and for real, that's them in the summertime. And that season never changed. I call people stuck all the time. It's almost like when a person first started smoking weed in the 70s. People get stuck there. Right. And they can't move. And so beware of those people who are truly stuck. I like uh, Summertime Ricky. That should be on the t-shirts and all. Organic is not really organic, though. 
right. right? People say they want things to be organic, but we have to remember that they spray down with a lot of the same stuff that the fresh fruits is. And some of the stuff is even deadlier at the end of the day. When a person, when the label says no sugar added, nine times out of 10, it's got sugar in there somewhere. So we should be reading uh, a little bit more into the people that we're talking to. And then that's why part two of this will be the interview because then we can go into it um, a little bit more and believe a person when they say just who they are because they trying to tell you and it don't have nothing to do with you. I think I find fault of myself sometimes because I'd be like, well, what I do? what I do? And it's not even you, you know. But um, on that note, if you hanging out with me, I'll hang out with you. Peace. Peace.